Praise the Lord, this is Revival Podcast and we will study about grace. We will study grace in six small subheadings, namely, what does it mean to be saved by grace? We are called to live a holy life through His grace. Grace is, grace is our strength. His grace prepares a way for the Spirit. The law breaks, but grace joins. We are grace generation. So in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, it says, He saved us and called us to be His own people, not because of what we have done, but because of His own purpose and grace. He gave us this grace by the means of Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but now it has been revealed to us through the coming of our Saviour Christ Jesus. He has ended the power of death and through the gospel has revealed immortal life. <coughs> having Jesus is having grace. Yes, it's right. When you have Jesus in you, you have grace. Grace of our Lord was in us even before the beginning of time. But the question that comes to the mind is what is grace and what does it mean when you speak the word grace? Well, a simple and easy answer is that when things work on their own for your good, it won't happen when you have no clue of a blessing or something and the things will work in a marvelous way for you. You know, our Heavenly Father has given us every good and wonderful gift. He has blessed us with His Spirit, already saved us and given us eternal life and many more things that we don't even know. But the biggest gift that He has given to us is Jesus. In Jesus we have everything. In Jesus we have grace. The grace of God freely flows for those who are in Christ Jesus. What does it mean to be saved by grace? To answer this question, let's see Romans chapter 3, verse 23 and 24. Verse 23 says, Everyone has sinned and is far away from God's saving presence. What it does is, what it means is that through our sin we have fallen short from the glorious standards of God, for we are far away from God's saving presence. Sin has made us do what the devil desires, and through sin we have blocked the way of the Spirit. In other words, sin is like a darkness in which all are lost and also we have fallen short because of it. But my friend, it does not matter to God that how deep we are in sin or how dark the sin is, but still His grace triumphs it. His grace is more powerful than that of sin. If the sin is darkness, then His grace is light. If the sin is bondage, then his grace is freedom. If the sin is of the devils, then the grace is of the lords. Verse 24 But by the free gift of God's grace, all are put right with him through Christ Jesus who sets them free. Amen to that. Isn't that amazing? That through the free gift of God's grace, all are put right with him through Christ Jesus. Yes, it doesn't. it does not matter how deep or how dark the sin is, but his grace triumphs it. Also, sin takes us away from God and we feel guilty and ashamed to stand in front of Him because of our sin and feel that we will never be able to become right with Him. But praise be to God that through His grace we are now put right with Him through the sacrificial death of His Son, Christ Jesus. We are called to live a holy life through His grace. A conscience led by the grace and Spirit of God are a must for everyone believing in Christ. Because these two things can lead you to live a holy life led by His grace and Spirit. Living a holy life will separate you from the world and from the sin. You will learn to live in grace. Grace is a strength. For this we will open 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 30. Every test that you have experienced is the kind that normally comes to people. But God keeps His promise and He will not allow you to be tested beyond 
your power to remain firm. At the time you are put to test, he will give you the strength to endure it, and so provide you with a way out. The word for test can be translated as temptation. Now the verse says that the temptation we go through are normal to that of what people experience in this world. But God says, at a guard. He stays at a guard. He does not allow any great amount of temptation to come to us so that we may give into it, but he gives us his strength to endure it and overcome it. The strength can also be translated as his grace as in the Passion Translation Bible. Through his grace we can overcome every temptation because his grace strengthens us and also provides a way out. For example, if you are struggling with lustful thoughts and temptations, you should pray to receive his grace so that you may overcome the temptations and ignore it. But do not think that praying for once you will receive his grace. I do not mean that you will not receive it, surely you will. But you don't but you don't need to give up, even if you fall into the, into that temptation after praying. This will happen. When you grow in Christ, whenever you walk in Christ, whenever you are walking with Christ, or you are growing in Christ, or you are new in Christ, a fall and rise will happen. You will fall and you will rise. And this will happen until and unless the day comes when you will feel a different kind of strength in you and boldness in you. And then you will rem be reminded of His grace and faithfulness. His grace prepares a way for the Spirit. Well, His grace and His Spirit work simultaneously. When you are controlled by His grace, you are also controlled by His Spirit as well. So when you are led by His Spirit, you will see that you do not have that urge to fall into that sin and you will easily be able to differentiate between the darkness and the heaviness of the sin and the pureness and the lightness and the joy you find in Christ and you will start to hate that sin and love Christ and you will start to hate the world and love your time with Christ and you will feel His grace and Spirit surrounding you. The law breaks with grace joins. To understand this, let's turn our Bibles to the book of John chapter 8, chapter 18, verse 10. Here in this chapter we read about the arrest of Jesus and Peter cutting an ear and Jesus healing it. But the most important thing in this part of scripture are from the names and personalities. Here we find three names, Peter, Jesus and Malchus. The name of Peter means stone. Jesus can be called grace and the most important name is Malchus which means kingdom. Now the word stone reminds reminds us of the stone tablets or the law tablets. So the image of Peter cutting the slave's ear is a symbol of law through which the kingdom of God on earth was divided. In simple words through law the kingdom was divided or cut into two parts. But the image of Jesus healing or joining the ear back to its place is a symbol of grace. That through Grace, the kingdom which was divided by law, is now healed or joined again. So, the, so this incident here in John is a clear symbol of us, that through the law, sin sprang to life. To understand this, you can read Romans chapter 7 verse 7 to 13. And, and divided us, but praise be to God that through His Son Christ Jesus, grace came into our life and healed our brokenness and made us one with Him and made us righteous with Him. We are the grace generation. In Galatians chapter 4 verse 21 to 31, we read about Hagar, Hagar and Sarah. So Hagar represents the old covenant in which law was practiced. 
Sarah represents the new covenant in which the favor of God was experienced. Hagar was a woman whose child was born in a usual way. Sarah was a woman whose child was born according to the promises of God. Or the birth of Isaac was a favor of God for Sarah and Abraham. Now let's make this more clear. In the in the Bible, women are rep represented as church. So Hagar is a church in which law is practiced, and Sarah is a type of church in which gospel is preached or, or grace is preached. Now the gospel is grace. Whenever you preach gospel, the right gospel, you preach the grace of God. Grace of Christ. In verse 31, Paul says that we are not the children of slave women but of a free woman. Which means that we are not a part of the old covenant in which law is preached, but we are the part of the new covenant filled with the promises and favor of God. Isn't that amazing that we are a part of the new covenant? We are the grace generation. Isn't that amazing? So what do you think? Aren't, aren't we the grace generation? A grace generation who has God's favor in them, that whatsoever may happen, but His grace gives us the strength to endure it. And grace of Christ, Jesus is in us. It's only that we need to understand it. Father, I pray for the one listening right now. Father, I pray that this person may experience your grace and let it be that he, she may understand you and your grace and live according to your grace, Father. Let it be, Father, that he, she may live a life led by your grace and your spirit. And may that person be filled by your presence. In Jesus' name, pray this prayer. Amen. Thank you for listening. This is a Revival Podcast. Your revival lives in you. God bless you.